0: Welcome to Football
1: on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on, and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKing DFS picks of the week. So grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. Today we are bringing you our DFS podcast. Talking a little bit about who we're taking on the daily fantasy sites. John, Bobby, I'm going to let you guys get started.
2: Yeah, I'll start off with my favorite stack this week and then kind of my bring back player to play opposite in that. I think the game I'm really targeting that will be high scoring is the Minnesota-Arizona game. I like the stack I can get because I like Kyler's at 8,200, which is uh, a bit expensive, but I think he showed last week he can play up to to that amount. And then Hopkins is only 8,000, which I feel like is still a pretty big bargain for, you know, the production that he has. I think he'll have a big game against Minnesota. And then I actually like stacking him with A.J. Green this week. Green is the cheapest of the other three Arizona wide receivers at 3,700. And he was on the field for 80% of the play of the snaps last week. So I think that at least gives him the potential to – you know, get more targets as he gets more um, kind of in tune with Murray. Um, And then, so I I think, you know, any, any one of the other three could also go out, but I just like the um, kind of price and the teams I can get with him. I think he could um, kind of have a, a good game coming off of his slow game last week. And then I'd like playing opposite him to have Thielen this week. I think, you know Kirk just showed again last week he likes looking at the in the red zone so he could just be you know have those seven to 10 targets, get one or two touchdowns and have really good production and he's only at 7100. so I really like kind of thinking that that game is going to be high scoring and having that kind of stack to give me big production.
1: If I say Chris Carter to a Minnesota Vikings fan. What do they say back?
0: All he does is catch touchdowns.
1: That's right. Now what I think it is is if I say Adam Thielen to a Minnesota Viking fan, he's all he does is catch touchdowns. I think that's a that's an interesting thing. Sorry, I just want to throw that in there. Keep going.
0: Hmm. Interesting but, comparison. I don't I mean, I don't hate the comparison, but like
1: Great hands. Catches. Yeah. He had 14 or 13 touchdowns like whatever it was. Dude, He's, he's Chris Carter's yeah, second he, coming. He doesn't have the toes. Maybe not the toes, but he's got the hands. Yeah, Even better hands. Carter had the toes. Carter did have the toes. Speaking yeah. of draft, draft kings, we're watching this uh, Giants game tonight, and I think Graham Cano would have been a great person to have on your team. Uh,
0: maybe, Lots yeah. of goals. If you, hindsight, hindsight, twenty twenty. Um. So, guys, that I kind of like. I like Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's just going to continue to produce. There's no reason to think that that's going to change all too much against San Francisco. They don't really have too many corners on their team right now. Um, it, it's just a matter of like who really who are their cornerbacks. If you can name one of them, um, right now, you win a prize. Can you name a corner for the 49ers? No. Okay. So that's why I like Hertz and Smith as that kind of combination. And together, between the two of them, it's only $11,900 for the two of them together. That's a very cheap stack. And then uh, Elijah Mitchell just for uh, $5,000, someone that hopefully – for San Francisco is going to be carrying the bulk of the carries there. And you got a lot of potential in that single game right there. Um, I And it, it could be actually a, a little bit of a shootout. Who knows what's really going to happen there just because San Francisco's defense is it actually going to hold up over the course of the season. Uh, we saw what they gave up at the end of that lions game. And so, um, who knows what that's going to look like. That's why I kind of like that as a a little stack with a little bit of a bring back. Um, just because I don't know exactly what wide receiver for San Francisco is going to be, uh, popping off a little bit. So George Kittle is a nice tight end to, to stack in there. If you uh, believe that that game might have a little bit more value there.
1: I like it. Uh for me, this week, uh, I want as many players that I can get on my team from the Dallas Charger game and as many players I can get on my team from the Minnesota Arizona game and then if I can't find too many players from those, I want to get as many Tampa Bay players as I can. so I can give you an idea. So my stack I like this week is Herbert. I actually like him with uh, Mike Williams um, last week, uh, I think technically um, uh, uh, Keenan Allen out targeted Mike Williams, but the catches were very similar. Mike Williams had a touchdown and uh, Keenan Allen did not. So I think heavily involved there. Uh, I have Jefferson and CD Lamb. I actually really like CD Lamb this week. I think the reason why I like him is I think people will be a little bit down on him because Amar had any catches last week and had so many touches and just attention. Um, I think this week against the Chargers, I think the, the Chargers secondary is kind of weak, but their first defensive back, like the, he's not terrible. I mean, he kind of shut down last week. If you think about it, he shut down for the most part, uh, McLaurin. Um, So I, I do like uh, CeeDee Lamb. I think he could have a really good game. Uh, and I like Justin Jefferson, because I think that comeback from a, the Vikings – um, you know, I don't think that the Vikings, I think they'll be behind. Unfortunately, I think they'll be behind in that game. So Jefferson, I think it would have a good week as well. Uh, I, I see Jefferson actually having like a 40 yard touchdown grab, something long, something like that. I just, I, I can see it. I'm envisioning, I'm watching the game and I already, and I can see it happening. I do like chase Edmonds uh, for Arizona. I'd like to get a little bit more Arizona players on my team if I can find them, but, um, not necessarily an easy find to say the least. Um, so that gives you a little bit of idea of kind of the, the people I like, um, any values you guys see in any positions, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, anybody you want to talk about, it's kind of a, on a cheaper scale that, uh, you think could be a good value this week.
0: Well, to go off of what you were saying there with that, um, that Dallas charger game, um, where'd it go? Um, who is it? Cedric Wilson, uh, with Gallup being out. Uh, Cedric Wilson pulls into that third wide receiver spot, and he is almost the bare minimum. He's only $3,100. Uh, it doesn't take much for him to return that value. Um, last week he had three for 24. That gave him almost what you're looking for. Uh, with He got 5.4, but if you combine that or at least you know, average that out with what Michael Gallup got with four for 36... Let's say he gets five catches for 40, 50 yards. You're right at that value that you're looking for with about nine or 10 points in return, and that opens up your ability to get a lot of those higher dollar players that you were talking about. John, what about you? Any values?
2: Yeah, I mean, a wide receiver who's cheaper than I like is Renfro this week. He's 3600 I think he's not going to be owned on a lot of teams which I think you one thing you want to look at is balancing like players that you think are going to be owned more or owned less. Um, I was reading that, you know, most teams have – if you combine their ownership percentage, ha- most winning teams in the top 100 have an ownership percentage total of 100% to 125. I think, you know, if you, if you load up on Arizona guys, they're Arizona, kind of Dallas – they're going to be the higher ownership guys. I think is that, you know, low dollar, low ownership. He had six catches for 70 yards last week. I think if he can kind of have that on nine targets, I think against Pittsburgh, he, they could have another, a lot of kind of short passes to him again. If he can sneak one into the end zone with that same production, then um, he easily outperforms his price for Someone who might not be owned the law leagues.
1: So explain mm-hmm. the ownership thing that you're talking about. So essentially, do you add up the total amount of ownership, and that equals that, or how, explain yeah. that part?
2: you add up. You look at. It's it's hard because you don't know the ownership percentage until so, it starts. Until it yeah. starts. So you just kind of have to guess, and there are some websites you can go to that give their um, kind of predictions predictions yeah. for it. But I think you can kind of look back to Week One, um, maybe look at who the hot pickups were for the week. Um, but I think you know Hunter Renfro is not a name that's kind of you know burning anyone sure. up. Yep. So I think he's just. I I would just imagine that kind of like if you look at the Seattle's, the Arizona's, the Cowboys. They're all going to have high ownership because they're big names in games that you expect to score a lot. Yep. So you have to match those. You can't just go all big names. Yeah. You have to match it up with some people that you think are going to be lower owned. That gives you some kind of variability, especially in the big tournaments. Right. I agree. A couple uh, of guys, good fighters here. A couple of what you are
0: looking into it. Bobby, go ahead. Sorry, a couple of wide receivers again. Just looking at some some of those guys, kind of in that lower range in that four thousand dollar range. So you can get um, Marvin Jones for forty seven hundred. Cole Beasley had thirteen targets last week. He's only forty six hundred this week. Uh, Tim Patrick with that injury uh, to Jerry Judy, he vaults himself up and he's going against Jacksonville. He is only forty six hundred as well. Waddle is forty five hundred. And then Darnell Mooney's a guy that he can boom pretty big, and he's going up against Cincinnati. They're at home. He's only forty two hundred. So those are that's a nice chunk of guys in, in that four thousand dollar range that should put up some pretty decent numbers for you, um, John. You already mentioned AJ Green. He's only thirty seven hundred as a guy to potentially look at, and so there's there's a lot of potential there in terms of what you can grab um in that lower range and again that opens up that ability to get some of those higher dollar players sure
1: um so i'm not going to name 12 guys or uh, each position like bobby just did but what i will say is a few people that i think could be good values at different spots so the number one guy i see that as a potential value is going for the cheapest guys keep this in mind this is the cheapest that a running back can go for and that is javante williams in denver Against Jacksonville, forty four hundred dollars, or it's not you know he's not in Denver. He's playing at Jacksonville. I think that's a that could be a big value because if you know he's only he's splitting carries. Don't get me wrong, but if he's the guy that scores the seventy yard touchdown instead of Gordon this upcoming week, then you are making money on him. And I am guessing his his ownership is fairly low. Another running back I like is Leonard Fournette. He's fifty one hundred. I mean, he's almost. At that scale of, you know, you know, from a price standpoint. And um, last week, Ronald Jones fumbled. It basically didn't come back on the field. So, not saying that Ronald Jones is going to fumble again.
0: Yeah, Ronald Jones was that, the starter.
1: Uh, Leonard Frenette probably has the, a grip on that backfield. And it's really up to him to lose it. Um, the only Even thing, though, Joe, uh, you that, that Joe hold you, on, on. Hold top, on, Joe. You're not.
0: You said that, you you say that, but they named Ronald Jones the starter.
1: Well,
0: how does a guy, how do you say that a guy has a grip on the backfield when he's not even named the starter after last week,
1: Bobby? I'm going to make I,
0: my comments, you're gonna I'm, make your comments. I'm sorry. I just had to point that out for our listeners. Ed.
1: Okay, good. Listeners know Ronald Jones was named the starting running back, just like he was named the starting running back last week. And we all know how that fucking happened.
2: Yeah. And I, I wouldn't take a uh, coaches word. Like they're not, coaches are known to not be the most truthful. So I think we'll let, let the play on the field, you know, show what we should actually expect from them. Yeah, I
1: still – I stick to my comment uh, on Fournette being a good value at 5,100, regardless of whether or not he's starting. By the way, for those that don't know, he's basically the only running back that gets a ball in the air in the backfield in Tampa Bay. I think he had like six catches last week or something like that. But anyway, um, going into the only other guy I'll talk about values in, I think is uh, Fant, Noah Fant, tight end. He's $4,200. I think it's a pretty good price for a tight end. Uh, And a guy that's pretty much going to have probably the second highest target share out of that team. Um, You can tell I'm liking some guys against Jacksonville this week. Um, So those are my values. Anything else you guys want to comment on for uh, the DFS stuff this week? Anything else we want to talk about?
2: Yeah, I like – Montgomery is kind of a sneaky play this week. He's only 6,100. I feel like he still doesn't get the respect just based on kind of the volume and production he has against what should be uh, at least decent Rams defense. He got 21.8 points. Yeah, that's good. And that's if he gets that and you have him for, you know, basically $6,000. Yeah, he's getting you that kind of three to four times value yep. that you have. And you know Cincinnati slowed down Cook, but I don't know that it was them slowing down Cook as much as it was Minnesota's offensive line just having a lot of penalties. Oh, they had and they what, fifteen the
1: something like that, fourteen penalties in the yeah. first half. So
2: yeah, so I think Montgomery could have a bigger week than he had last week, and, and even I think he could easily be one of the top running backs for their price. I, I I like that. That's
1: kind of a, something to think about too, because ownership for him may not be huge either. Um, and Cook ended up having a pretty decent week. You know, at the end of the day, even mm-hmm. though uh, the Vikings had some issues. Um, any final comments from you, Bobby? Uh,
0: no, I don't have too much else uh, to to really throw in there. One guy that might be interesting, kind of again in that lower area of uh, price for what you might be looking at Um, in terms of running backs. You you mentioned Damian Harris in the past. He's only 5,400. Guy that's going to get the majority of the carries against the Jets here. Um, And then a guy kind of in that mid-range that I don't know that he's going to get much cheaper is Ezekiel Elliott. He's only 6,200. But we're looking at a game that's probably going to be pretty high scoring. Um, And, I just see him as a guy that's going to come back this next week and, uh, and score a lot of points and just say, hey, you know what? I'm a and I'm really good at football.
1: Yeah, I agree Bob. That's a good price for him. All right, so I guess the last comment I have for this week, we'll make it real simple on everybody here. Um, just going over last week's millionaire team. All right, so BL Brown 1994. Congratulations to you. If you I doubt you're listening to us, but <laughs> maybe you are, that'd be really cool. Um, his team was Burrow, Melvin Gordon, Joe Mixon, uh, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, T Higgins, Travis Kelsey, Marvin Jones Jr., and the Cardinals defense. I think uh, you hear us talk about it all the time a stack or a double stack. Um, could have some good opportunity. He had low ownership on all of his Cincinnati players. I think, I think the highest ownership was with uh, T. Higgins at 12.64%. Um, some, and then, you know, he, he had some players that he took, spent money on, Tyreek Hill, that scored a ton of points for him, hit 40 points. A guy that's worth 8,200 hit 40 points for him that week. So overall, that gives you an idea of the type of teams that it takes to win. Now, I think the 222 points that that team scored to win the Millionaire was one of the lower ends. I think you're looking at about 240-ish. Uh, yeah, to, usually, it
2: usually seems to be like 225 to 250. Yeah,
1: somewhere in that range is going uh, to get you a chance. It's going to get you a chance at being in the Millionaire range. So it gives you an idea what to look out for. Um, hopefully you guys get some good advice for
0: us making your teams. Again, any final so you're you saying too? there's a chance.
2: I think that the interesting thing on this team that I did on a couple teams I had was, you know, you, you think of the the typical stack that they have um, he had kind of a Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon and T Higgins to have that double stack, yeah. but then kind of the, the team that's hard to stack is the chiefs because yeah. it's hard to stack Mahomes and, you know, Hill or Kelsey and someone else, because usually that, Other person on Kansas City just doesn't perform. So a good idea, I think, that I had a couple teams that I won money with is having Hill and Kelsey stacked together without stacking homes with them and then stacking them with, like, um, the cheaper pairs, like Jalen Hurts, um, Rager, and Devontae Smith. So you can have that – you can have that double. But then still have those high-end chiefs on your team.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point too. I mean, that is something that they did, and it worked out real well. I mean, he, he, the guy just became a million dollars richer. Well, because right? they so,
2: they just Kelsey is just so often the number one tight end, yeah. and he gives you kind of wide receiver one output.
1: Yeah, and, well, I, I think that's the point you just make though. He's he's so often the tight end one. Like, if you think of it from a, a DraftKings standpoint, you gotta you, you have to gain points on other people from each position and to some degree to be the millionaire. So you get the number one tight end. That's only one position there. That's only one player at that position. You know, you might have the number one running back and the number 10 running back on your team. Right. So you got to win points on a, that position or on certain positions. A quarterback is another one. You got to kind of gain points on your opposition to have a shot at being the millionaire.
2: Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of weeks where Kelsey and Hill combine score over sixty points, so I don't think they're going to hurt you.
1: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. In this case, what was it, sixty five? Yeah, between the two. Yeah, and it, like yes, you might have to spend a premium to get them, but it, it's it's probably worth it.
2: Um, yeah, and that's where I think like. He found kind of the, the cheaper running backs, the Melvin Gordon for fifty three hundred and the Joe Mixon for sixty two hundred. I think you that's kind of a range to target for running backs is that you know fifty five to maybe five thousand to sixty three, sixty four hundred, 6, and yeah. then really get your you know wide receiver premiums.
1: Yeah, th- because the wide receivers typically have the ability to score those higher weeks versus the running backs. And sometimes they do if they're, if they're named. Yeah, you know, outside Christian of the like the right? CMC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that's always something to definitely pay attention to as well when you're looking at those different teams. Mm-hmm. And, hey, he hit on a couple guys. I mean, he hit on Melvin Gordon. He hit on Debo Samuel. Those are picks that I don't even know we mentioned those names uh, when we right. were through uh, our,
0: our team. Right. I don't think we did last last week. What yeah. What's wild is that, Christian McCaffrey at 9,900 might still be a value.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is wild. And that's a hard part. Again, this is where it's, it's tough to pick the right team to make the millionaire team and do all those things. Um, but heck, we, we, everybody puts in a team every week for that kind of stuff. Or A lot of people that listen to uh, the podcast that are, are building their teams will absolutely uh, throw something in there and try to make their team the best way that they possibly can. Uh, for the chance at a million bucks. So it's kind of like playing the lottery, except it costs you $20 every week. (laughs) (laughs) So very good. Anything else, guys, anything else we got, Bob, John, anything we want to say before we wrap this one up tonight?
0: Um, So we'll be posting a link to our league. Um, If you are able to beat all three of us, uh, we will be putting your name into a list. And at the end of the season, Uh, There will be, you know, we'll do a drawing and find who is going to be the winner of our football on the rocks league and get yourself a nice bottle of whiskey from us, courtesy of football on the rocks. So good luck putting your lineups together and good luck trying to beat us at this game.
2: Love it. John, anything? Millionaire, you have to share it with me and not Joe or Bob. (laughs) Oh.
1: I love it. But well, if you a second, you can share it with me.
0: I like If it. you don't win anything, um, I'll drink a beer with you.
2: <laughs> so you can lose twice. You can, there you go. You can lose twice <laughs> you get something.
1: All right, guys, appreciate it tonight. Enjoyed it. Hopefully, uh, those listening took are going to be able to take a tidbit or two from us and take it from there. That's all we got. Peace out for me. See you. bye